Welcome to another thrilling installment of Bothering the Band. Beautiful listeners at home, I am so thrilled to tell you that today's guest is a very cool guy. Me, Jenny Owen Youngs. Hello. Hello. Jenny, nice to see you. How is it going? It's it's going well. My name is Ryan. This is Abby. Welcome to Welcome to Bothering the Band. Thanks for having me. Is that um is that by any chance a picture of Jean-Claude Van Damme over your left shoulder? It most certainly is. It's a <sighs> it's a signed personalized signed uh 8x10 of the muscles from Brussels. Wow, my first cinema boyfriend. Oh, really? AJ, for sure. He it's so like Bloodsport did it for you at AJ. Yeah. yeah, for sure, Bloodsport all the way. Oh, I wish I had my Bloodsport shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you for real right now? I, I am for real. What don't I know about you guys? <laughs> well, we love. We also had our sexual awakening to Jean Claude Van Damme. All of us, so that's good too. I did as well. Um. It's the Kumite. He did the split. Oh, the split. It's so good. He got sand thrown in his eyes, but then, he, you know. Then he remembered his training. Yeah. And he did it. If, if only we could all remember our training. Seriously. If only every pod could start oh, mind me. like this. So. There we go. Sorry. Sorry. While. Abby's getting situated. I will say we've been wanting to have you on this pod for ever. So this oh my is gosh. so when we did it, some sort of press release landed on our desk and we were like, oh, it's happening. And then just schedule yeah. or whatnot. It kept getting pushed. So but uh, just like JCVD, when we were children, this thank you for doing this. This means a lot to us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. And thanks for dealing with the scheduling chaos well i would recommend it was mostly on us oh, okay <laughs> okay i know that i there were a couple of of uh wrenches that i tossed into things but um now that now that you're revealing to me um that it was two-sided i'm so a relieved and b fully willing to just put all of the blame directly on your shoulders we'll take, we'll take it. it we'll take it yeah absolutely and uh, we also have some mutual friends in, in the world. So again, it's just all like cool to to come together and. Oh yeah, yeah. What do we know? Pale Hound just realized. Oh, magnificent. Magnificent. I think we have some comedy friends in in common too. I don't. Know, I'd have to look at like our Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. I gotta check the mutual follows in relevant places. <laughs> It's like almost if you like, especially in like comedy and podcasting world, it's like you met, it's like high school. You went to high school in this place. Do you know Brad? He's blonde. You know, it's like, oh, no. And the answer is almost, oh, no, it's almost always yes. <laughs> I I have a really hard time as, as time marches onward whew, uh, and the world gets like bigger and smaller at the same time uh, unceasingly. I have a really hard time feeling certain of whether I've actually met someone in real life or just exchanged 
messages of some kind somewhere on some platform and it is yeah not a good feeling to like then see someone in real life and be like have we done this before i should know but i don't it doesn't feel good well have you ever been anywhere where you know you have you know you have like on social media like followed someone where you know someone very well but you've never met in public and you're you've had the question do they know that do they know me as much as i know them? have you had that hmm. hmm that's a good question i think in terms of that sort of like one-way glass like if i haven't had like an exchange with someone i just assume that they have no reason to know who i am and and i hope they get to keep it that way I think that's pretty normal, though. Like, I, I, I always assume no one remembers me, <laughs> and it happens a lot. Where I'm like, "Hey, I'm Ryan." They're like, "Oh yeah, we've known each other for twenty years." I'm like, "Oh." There's like nothing more alarming than when someone's vibe is like, "Hello, I'm sure you remember me." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes. You better remember me. There's a lot of gall there. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had your courage. Um my life would probably be shaped very differently if I, if I did. <laughs> oh, man, we are already cooking. It's all happening. Here's our first dumb question. Do you own and use a Stanley? What's so embarrassing is that I have to ask, what is a Stanley? No, don't be. That is the best the answer. best answer oh. ever. I'm so happy. That makes me... It's those mugs that all the ladies have these days like the big and it's with the straw let me look at a picture they're a little bit too big are you asking because of this car fire oh is there a car yeah no i'm asking because i live it i live in i'm a suburban dad mode and i every single person has Every single Yenta oh, no. has blue lemon, oh, no. ladies. I yeah. have terrible news. I have a Stanley thermos. Okay, okay. that's that's the original. Okay, cool. I when your you, grandfather did. <laughs> when you described it as something like ladies have, I was like, surely nothing I own could be described as something ladies have. All the Lululemon suburban moms mm. all have like the big one. But now I'm going to tell you guys about this fire. So we, did, we didn't describe it as a drinking apparatus at all. That's true. Good point. But so last week or the week before, this woman had one of those in her car and her car caught on fire. And I'm not talking a little it's down to just metal. There is nothing left of this car. Oh, no. Just the Stanley. And it's the Stanley, and it still has ice in it. She starts shaking it. It still has ice in it. And now, so she put this thing on the internet, and she's like, you guys can talk all the shit you want about us and our mugs, but look at this. And it reached Stanley, and they're buying her a new car. In case your car catches on fire, this is the thermos you want. Like, what? purpose is that they were like we're really sorry about your car but we can't ask for better advertising so we would like place your car that is the textbook definition of unbuyable publicity that's like outrageous although the car was kia and you could tell so that's not so good for them i thought you were (laughs) gonna say 
that's what started the fire like somehow the <laughs> the light like the through the windshield it reflected off the stanley metal and like yeah, somehow yeah started. and like started uh, a, a tiny little spot of upholstery started smoking <laughs> and then you know one thing leads to another yeah okay wow well i hope i i hope i haven't disappointed you even partially by owning a stanley thermos that's the better answer though, because answer, yeah. like, that's, the, you know, like I remember like grandparents having those, like those yes. big old, those are the best. That's the aesthetic to which I aspire. I hope that all of my accessories and accoutrement remind you of your grandparents. Granddad vibes. Grandfathered I, in. Hashtag, granddad oh, vibes. hashtag granddad vibes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the first quote of the day. Okay, it's none of my business, but I feel like I just want to know more about your Orlando Magic, but New York Yankees allegiances. That's a great question, and I'll happily answer that. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm from Orlando. Let me think about how to say this linear, <laughs> and also give you the ins and outs of my lies. Um, okay. I grew up in Orlando. That's Abby and I went to like literal middle school together. Amazing. Been friends forever. Geeks forever. And, uh, we loved the Orlando magic. That's all we had as, uh, sports enthusiasts, youths in Orlando. Yeah. And I always knew I was moving to New York and I, I moved to New York at 23 years old. I lived there for 10 years. I love it. I will be back at some point. And I embrace the Yankees. I love the Yankees so much. Um, it, but I will say this. It's kind of like rooting for the it's our, it's like rooting for something that's like the prom king. You're like, he's already hot. He's already popular. He's already rich. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an easy route. I'm like, oh, it's like, like maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Absolutely. Um I say as a Red Sox fan who is the only team in the division that had a worse year than you. Yeah, geez. Um, but I also, depending on who I talk to outside of this world, I, I usually say when people when people ask me where I'm from, I say New York. I'm reticent to say Orlando, unless depending on where I'm at in the world. Well, Carrie Bradshaw made the rule that once you've lived in New York for 10 years, you're a New Yorker. So you stayed just long enough to get your Sex in the City cred. You had sex, you had city, and then you were like, I'm out. I got what I came for. Literally. Phrasing. <laughs> um, where, where do you live now? I live in South Florida, reluctantly. Okay, okay. okay. Um, how about yourself? Where are you at? I live in uh, Southern Coastal Maine, uh, and I love it so much. Abby loves Maine. Abby's BFF lives other BFF. Or... Other BFF. She does. It's gorgeous. Great I loved job. my time up there. Other BFF. Well chosen. Where's where's that in, in relation to Portland? I don't know much about Maine. I'm an hour south of Portland. Okay, cool. Next time you go there to fly out, or if you spend some time there, highly recommend Back Cove Books, Friend of the Pod. Great bookstore. Don't they have like a bank? Abby's been there. I haven't been there. A bank. It's in an old bank building. Mm -hmm. Like, and so one, they have this little like room that's, you know, from like a hundred years ago, one of those big bank heavy door vault things. Really cool. 
Yeah, we have a bakery. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Maine that they don't need banks anymore. But there's a bakery in my town that has a huge. It's in a bank building, and they have a huge vault as well that they sell records in. Oh, what? Just uh, <laughs> everybody in Maine is just putting their money in their mattresses, yeah. as far as yep. I can tell. So yeah. banks are closing left and right, and uh, vaults are being taken over by various other retailers. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. <laughs> but Bat Cove books—that sounds. I, bat, I like yeah, bat, bat Cove. I like coves. Yeah. Books, because I think that bay is called Bat Cove Bay. That it's right wow. by. Great, 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 great. Well, speaking of books, and correct me if the internet has not caught up, but I there's. You have a book deal, but haven't released a book. Mm, right, right. Yes, yes. Um, Do tell if you can. Oh yeah, no, 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 totally. Um, uh, it's the book is progress. Well, the book is progress. The book is in progress. I was like, that's a cool name. <laughs> uh, it's coming along. It's like closer to being finished than not being finished, um, which is a weird feeling. And uh, I am writing it with my the co-host of my podcasting venture most of my podcasting ventures um who is also my ex-wife uh and we are writing about our sort of like six-year uh journey through covering Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh what it was like to kind of like uh make a podcast and then get divorced halfway through um and also about kind of like the uh, the weird uh, sort of like synchronicity that was like sort of occurring as we were like, there were all these like weird things about our personal life that were like lining up with like big emotional like roller coaster moments in the show. Like we got to like, we basically divorced or like separated right when Buffy and her first major love interest also split up. And there were just like, a zillion things like that that kind of like lined up in a very freaky way uh so it's just kind of about the podcast and buffy and our relationship and stuff how did i do that was great that was yeah it definitely does and i will let me ask follow-up question i read a quote from you today i forget where but it was something that you you were like pitching the show the you were pitching Buffy. You were like, if I'm the last person oh, yeah. you speak to about this show, and then you went to describe I liked how you described it. I appreciate it. There's no reason I haven't watched the show. <laughs> it just didn't in my time. I had other distractions, you know, sex in the city, you know. Naturally. Uh, the show and those two things. Um <laughs> so I'm wondering, no joke, I thought this today, I go, should I fucking watch Buffy because of your thing? And I was like, but now I'm like, do I wait, watch Buffy, read the book at the same time? <laughs> um, I would not wait. I want to urge everyone to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer just as soon as they possibly can manage to do so. Why delay joy? You could die tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. Abby could die tomorrow. <laughs> uh let's just all commit <laughs> to uh saying yes to joy and saying yes to Buffy the Vampire Slayer if you feel like it I'm into this and also going to be very honest surprised Ryan I am surprised by your revelation 
Are you surprised that he's thinking about doing it or surprised that he hasn't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we are pop culture casualties. How, how is this? How is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know all about it. I know all the fucking guest stars and uh, I, you know, I, I've, it's been there. It's been there. It just wasn't here. <laughs> but it didn't. Lost. Wasn't lost on. Well, maybe that was a little later. It was probably towards it the end of Buffy. Later. I also think it started like, because it's, what, what year did it start? Uh, 1997. 1997 I 1998 I got a car yep and oh. I also that meant I could get two girls that's like <laughs> like I could go to them city and at first when I first got my car I remember declaring this I go I'm gonna skateboard all the time I'm gonna skateboard everywhere guess what I didn't do why bother who has time for that gotta get a girl as a as a young man, 16 year old boy, there's only really one thing you care about. Um, skateboarding Buffy took a backseat sure, in the sure, car, sure. Good, in the Buick LeSabre. Um, so that's why. And then also, you got to think like 16, 17, it's like high school, college. And then I moved. And then, yeah. Well, the incredible news is that it's still there waiting for you. What's it on? It's on Hulu, and I think it might oh. also be on Amazon Prime. Okay, that's still going. But um, what I would I what I would say to you is that season one is, you know, it's a it's a first season. It's a show figuring out what it's doing, and um, I would say it's like kind of the campiest season, but it okay. also has some like really hugely important, pivotal, like emotional and the like, character beats and development. So um. You have to watch the whole, you have to watch all of season one. But what's incredible is that it's only a half season. And then uh, you just have to get through 12 episodes of, uh, you know, varying quality, um, which I wholly stand behind all of them, even though some of them are, you know, just a little goofy. Uh, And then you're on to season two, season three. And those are kind of like two of the most absolutely banging seasons of television. Uh, So much to love about them. So I uh, hope that you make this choice for yourself and that you have a blast doing it. You're really good at selling this. Uh, <laughs> for real, for real. I'm like, man, uh, okay. All right, I'm on board. I just finished a show yesterday. I'm like, I have the time. I'm so I'm so excited. You know, through the holidays, maybe I can bang out season one. I But the weird, you were, you were like, disclaimer giving disclaimer of like campiness and i'm like i like campy i mean me too it's just not for everyone you know um but man there's some i mean sarah sarah michelle geller is like (laughs) so devastated she's just like the show will like rip your heart out of your chest and then like put it back in so many times oh so i'm excited for you (laughs) to be wounded repeatedly <laughs> i i the the feeling okay so this this will lead to our where we're going here is um you you know like when you have this great thing and you're like oh my god you're almost jealous that someone gets to watch it for the first time for sure oh yeah you know you're like oh i would love 
Uh, she, Abby mentioned lost. We've had some big lost combos on this pod. I, I would love to rewatch it. Not Jade. Like it broke my heart, like a romance, like a, an abusive lover. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'm like, Oh man, I would love to just, I say, I, you know, like, um, so this will lead this. I'm going to just go for it on a scale from one to 65 million. How much do you love Jurassic park? 65 million. Boom. <laughs> the only acceptable answer (laughs) correct Uh, there was a time when i was in like late elementary school uh shortly after jurassic park had come out where i had a jurassic park t-shirt for every day of the week and i only wore jurassic park t-shirts and it was very nice of my mom to humor me and buy me seven jurassic park t-shirts well we love jurassic park so what I was getting at is, is my, I have a daughter, she's nine. So she's close to being able to watch it. And I'm like, it's the, it's, there's like three movies. I'm like, I can't, but that's number one where I'm like, I can't wait to show you this. Yeah. Weren't we, were we nine when it came out? I, I was like? nine or 10. Yeah. Cause I saw that in the theater. I saw it like four times in theater. Yes. And engulfed my young brain, like until girls. Yeah. 93. 93 yeah wow so 11 oh what month did it come out do you know <laughs> i will tell you um i would love if you knew that off the top of my head i okay may it's a summer movie right uh may. june june i was close okay cool i was we're all are we all the same age is that what's going on did you guys say you were 11 when it came I out? Was, 82. Uh, 10 so i was 10 i was turning yeah, 11 that year. turning 11 that year how do you mind if i ask how old you are i'm 41 Oh yeah, me too. I'll be forty-two yeah. in two days. So oh, rounding up. We, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Oh, thank you. Whoa, we just turned forty-one in October. <laughs> do you guys do everything together? We do. It's disgusting. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I love it. <laughs> very, very organically, it happened like that. It did. It was like seventh grade Central Florida or eighth grade Central Florida. She was wearing a Bush shirt. I was like, "You oh, like sure. Evan Rosdale?" And then he gave me that shirt for my birthday this year. Yeah, same shirt. Wow. Yes. Was it a 16 stone shirt? It's from that era, but it's him wearing these like funky Oakley glasses oh, with like a yeah. fisheye yep. yes. photograph. Yeah. <laughs> it's burned into my brain for sure. And uh, thin eyebrows and probably a choker chain, you know, it's like, yeah. it's where it's at. Definitely some Jinkos. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, so you grew where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Oh, okay. I think I knew that. Did you have Jinkos? Were they were they a thing? Um Jinkos were very popular, but I while I may have given you the wrong impression when I told you that my mom bought me seven Jurassic Park t-shirts. Um, I will say that was a absolute anomaly and um Luxuries like Jenkos were not coming into yeah. my. House. Oh no, I saved my allowance for a year <laughs> for those because it was like four dollars a week. <laughs> I never even had them. I'm gonna cut that out so I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I also had a thing with Jenkos because they were associated with skateboarders, and I was like, real skateboarders don't wear those because right, they were too right, right. too big. Yep, yep, yep. 
I've heard this argument from many boys are in a hacky sack circle for sure. I know. I'm embracing this stuff now. We 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 just had someone on the on the pod where we talked about Dave Matthews and how similar age, uh, where at you know high school, you you start liking Dave Matthews and then it becomes not cool to like it. Yep, yep, I remember well. It. I think they suffer from. I, I was saying this to Abby. I, I think it's he suffers from his fans. His fans are like broy guys, and now they're just grown up. Where now it's like, fuck it. Yeah, I like Nostalgia, Dave Matthews. I, I don't know any one single new song, but I, I, I'll i embrace it. You know what? If you had a hacky sack right now, I'd do it with you. Does he still make new songs is my first question. He does. Okay. I think there's just no stopping it. You know? Good for him. I mean, and yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like reason to tour, which means... The hits get delivered. Yeah. And, you know, I was ha- I was having a conversation similar to this earlier today, talking to somebody about Andre 3000, and they were like, what the shit? And I was like, why not? So I guess, why you know, same thing not? for Dave. Why Why not? So great. Do you have any gu- guilty pleasures like that where you're hesitant to admit to? Mm, that is a good question. I I think that I have in the last like 10 years probably gotten into a place where i i don't believe in feeling guilt about okay listening to stuff but i will say when they were popular or like when they first became enormously popular uh i couldn't get far enough away from limp biscuit but in the last like five years uh i have developed a real appreciation for their catalog new and old (laughs) And like, that's a band that I love to talk about, um, that I love to listen to, that I love to talk about loving. And I feel like a lot of people that I talk to about it feel like I should feel bad about it. (laughs) Does that count? Oh, it does. You know what this is giving me vibes about is my love of Taco Bell, where where you say you love Taco Bell. Amazing. People get fucked off. Thank you. Taco Bell. Fuck off. But most people, it's not even make you feel bad. It's a cringe. And I'm assuming that's what I probably would. My first instinct would be like, Lamb Biscuit. But then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I saw Lamb Biscuit with fucking Method Man and Red Man and fucking System of a Down. It was actually a great show. Let's be real. We've all done it all for the Nookie. Uh, We have also, I feel like if you examine the lyrics of Nookie, you might discover that. The pen of Fred Durst is, you know, slightly more delicate and vulnerable than you might be led to believe uh, if you are experiencing the sonics and the yelling, <laughs> the sort of like, yeah, uh, uh, I don't even know how to, he like sort of like, it's not squeaking, it's not screaming, but it's something kind of like blending those two things together. <laughs> <laughs> yelp it's like y- y- yeah yelping. yelping for sure yelping. Uh, i just think like i just think that they're i think that um you could probably say this of any band that sells millions of records that like th- most of the people buying those records are experiencing something on like a certain sort of like communal level um and then but i think that 
if you look deeper, there is more. And that's not always the case, I think, um, with with enormous bands. But I, I think that there is some there there's some just like really interesting things going on uh down below. Also, like because I have like came to actually listening to the band and like giving them a real chance as like a grown ass adult, the thing that like really got me into considering them was like, wait. <laughs> Wait, the two like faces of this band are like Fred Durst <laughs> and his and his ball cap and his white t-shirt and his very you know particular facial hair and his like sort of you know s swagger but he's sort of like it, it doesn't feel like um you know it doesn't feel like oh this guy's gonna beat me up you know what I mean but it, it's sort of like uh swagger mixed with some kind of like with some kind of like self-effacing thing and then the other face of the band is a guy who puts on whole eye black contacts and like drips uh melted like silicone over his body and then has it like spray sprayed all white and comes onto stage looking like he just like hatched you know um in another galaxy uh i just think it's so interesting to have like that sort of like outwardly like like at first blush like very fratty vibe and then this like weird sort of like uh that got that like really weird guy in the back of your art class in college you know? <laughs> um that like really made me think like i'd like to know more and then as i learned more and more i got i felt more and more rewarded <laughs> for wondering and exploring but i know they're not for everybody people love to hate on them um and i say to each their own but also that's too bad you know i feel like you could convince me to do a lot of things something i don't know if it's the tone of your voice the words chosen your your vibe but i'm like well, fuck, I guess I'm watching Buffy and listening to Limp Bizkit this week. Man, what's that guy's name, by the way? Wes Borland. Wes Borland. I was racking my brain for that. What's that guy up to? Somebody told me recently that he and his wife run a like huge cat rescue. And I think they Stop it. I'm Googling that right now. Florida? Really? I think they live in Florida. Well, that's where they're from. I know that. But that is... I would I would love if he's like regular. He's like a nerdy guy with like a a, a short sleeve button down. He's like I like cats. <laughs> like just... I'm I'm looking this up. I'm looking it up. Hi, I'm Wesley Borland. Thank you for calling Cat Rescue of Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Um, they are passionate about rescuing abandoned cats. Oh, when they were in Detroit. Oh, 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 apparently. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm sure they're still passionate about it, but maybe just in a less, um, you know, yep. evolved way. The cat's out of the bag. I... All right. We have asked only two dumb questions. That's how good this interview is going. Ready for more. I'm always ready for more. Okay, this is my dumb question. Because it's just... A natural thing. Do other people tend to add the S to Owen and subtract it from Young's? Oh, yeah. This is a thing. 
I'm so happy. This is this is um this is my burden to bear. This is this is my cross. And what's really just the worst part about it is that my sort of makeup is that I just like feel so bad about like I just feel bad. I don't want to tell somebody that they got something wrong. I don't want to like inconvenience them. <laughs> you know, uh I like I understand why I mean the majority has spoken my entire life. The yes is clearly in the wrong place. Um uh but but it has been a struggle to even get to a point where I'm like I should say something <laughs> like to the point where it was wrong on a marquee recently. It was like actually so wrong. It was like it was just Jenny Owens. Oh. No no young no youngs and I was like Okay, that's so bad that I feel like I have to say something because people might be slightly confused. Uh, but I just like, I uh, I wish that it were not so because I feel really bad asking people to fix it. Well, I feel bad bringing it up. It's just, I don't, there is something natural about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think no, I don't think anybody knows anybody with the last name Youngs. Everybody knows somebody with the last name Young. And um, I feel like there's, you know, there's um, a musical artist named Ginny Owens. There's a runner named Jesse Owens. There's like mm -hmm. a zillion people <laughs> who have like, who have set, have like set a like adjacent precedent, you know, that has accumulated um, to make my existence a little more uncomfortable than it otherwise would be because <laughs> everyone i think just like it's the sort of collective like oh yeah it's this is the right rhythm uh also i think people think tend to think that owen is like i have a hyphenated or or two surnames but owen is just my middle name and i think if that were like i don't know more obvious people might be like well owens is not usually a middle name so maybe i should rethink that yeah uh but it's it's really it's on me and i apologize everyone it's not i would say so two things one uh my last name i don't know if you can see it on here it's it's binac i think but it's it's seldom that people get it upon reading it so For they, sure. they I butcher would not have had a confident read they butcher it and i only i've developed this you know I, because also it's it's not it's not as bad that I saw the look on your face when I brought it up you knew exactly where I was going it's not that bad but I only correct or only give a shit if it like has a I think yours does because on a marquee you're like I want to see my fucking name up there so in that if if someone were to say it like at a Starbucks mm -hmm. eh, it's fine I don't care oh, yeah. you know but yeah my name was if they put a J in my name on a marquee, but you got to change that. I can't send that to my aunt Linda. Um, I think that it's like, uh, I think that early, like in my childhood, I I got some kind of like wiring going in my brain that like, uh, really emphasized the importance of being correct and like not making mistakes. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I'm more on like, oh, I'm like so I'm, like I'm embarrassed you have to tell someone else that they made a mistake and then like ask them to change it so it's not really about sending it to my aunt linda as much as it is that like i just feel like such a piece of garbage 
going up to somebody and being like, could you get out the ladder and like move the letters around? I'm so sorry. And I'm, I'm uh, I just like hate to tell you <laughs> that something was not quite right. The more we speak to you, I don't, Abby, I don't know if you're feeling this. We are kindred spirits because we also, I'm paraphrasing here. We are also, we have that in us as well to like that. Correct. Like if you said a movie quote, wrong, if you said a Jurassic park quote wrong, I wouldn't correct. I would know it in my head. I wouldn't correct you because I wouldn't want to be that asshole. Does that right. make sense? Yes. That's Similar. 100%. Yeah. So I should, I should not uh, bum you out by saying something like, I know my way around the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> or hold on to your, hold on to your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think Abby would correct someone like a, like a Abby, like that's wrong. Maybe when it comes to Jurassic park. Yeah. You guys. I am I am so incredibly sorry, but could you hold on for one second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I will be. Just right. gonna go correct someone about her name right now. I, I I gotta go correct someone. Okay, so sorry. Crisis averted. Oh, it's okay. Is everything okay? Everything is completely fine. My wife is taking a bath, and she forgot her towel on a different floor of the house. And since I was just away for a week of shows um gotta get that to you parent our 10 and a half month old baby alone uh the least i could do <laughs> is bring her a towel you know what that is i want can we leave this all in because that is amazing that that <laughs> like for real the whole point of this is to really like get to know our favorite musicians on the personal everyday idiosyncratic level. And the fact that you were like, I got to You felt comfortable enough to pit pause. I love it. Are you particular or do all your towels match? We're going back to dumb questions. They do. But well, I guess I should say the human towels match. The dog towels match and the baby towels match. They all match each other, but they don't match across wow, that would be wild planning <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um back to the name thing because it just it, i'm sure you got this a lot so excuse me did your folks plan joy did they plan out those initials oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so not yeah. a byproduct a no not an accident my mom told me that recently for the first time she told me that when she found out that she was pregnant with me, it was like in the middle of, of a, she was going through a very hard time. And so she deliberately wanted to make my initials spell joy because she, she felt like, um, I was like the, the fact that she was pregnant with me and as she like was like looking forward to, um, me showing up, um, she was like really focused on that as like a, a source of joy in her life during a difficult time. Amazing. And I have just greatly disappointed her ever since. No. No, just kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. No, no. She we're we're cool. She my mom's cool. Um and I love her and everything is good. 
she's actually the person who got me onto Jean-Claude Van Damme. So we love her already. Hell yeah. <laughs> she's like, you got to watch this. Trust me, young child. <laughs> You're definitely old enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you mentioned your mom. You mentioned you were born in the hospital elevator. Can, this is further down on the list, but you got to explain this for sure. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if my mom waited a long time to go. I've been led to believe that your second delivery is easier a lot of the time. So, um, I have um, an older brother, and who I guess paved the way uh, and just like made it a much easier situation. So like uh, my, my dad loves to tell the story that like, we're like getting, uh, my mom was like getting, you know, uh, wheeled into the elevator to go up to labor and delivery. And I was just like, ta-da. And the doctor was like, well, let's get her upstairs so we can bill her for it. Oh, that's a great story. That's such a great dad story. Yeah, yeah, classic dad. Just wedge it in. He's like, just wedging it into every conversation. I love it. For sure, for sure. My sister has a similar story, though, with like a dad thing, because she's, I'm the older, and she was younger, and my dad had me with him, and my mom was like, we're in the hospital, I'm in the hospital, like, you got to come right now. And, you know, he was just like, do I'm a dad, whatever. And he like stopped and got me a happy meal and a toy to play with. And then we get there and they're like, here's my mom. Like, would you like to meet your daughter? <laughs> I, don't think dad, I don't think dads are getting away with that kind of thing so much anymore. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you got a happy meal. Yeah, that's fun. All right. Ever been to a snow-covered beach? I feel confident that the answer is yes, but I'm having trouble locating a specific... I mean, I do live in Maine, like five minutes from the beach, and it does snow a bunch. <laughs> so I feel like probably in the last three years I've managed to get over there when it's been snowy. I'm going to say yes, and you can't prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh that's fine. I, I, I wish it would be. You should make more of a poetic memory for it next next time it snows on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go out of my way for next time. <laughs> I'll be more prepared. Comes from a Taylor Swift song. That's where this question comes from. Also, being be Abby lives on the beach. I'm not too far from it. Growing up on the beach. It's such a foreign concept. The snow on the beach. Snow on the beach. You know, it's such a foreign thing. No, for... on the beach at my Rhode Island estate. <laughs> Unbelievably rich. One guy tried to swim up to my waterfront property one time and had to be arrested. Is that how it goes? Yes, that's how right. the lyrics go. That's Taylor's version. <laughs> Naturally. Of... <laughs> okay. Um, also... This comes from the same conversation. Do you or know anyone who or yourself? Do you still buy those poinsettia plants for Christmas? I don't because they're uh, hazardous for animals. Um, and I have cohabitated with an animal for the better part of the last <laughs> long ass time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I don't have any animals, but it's just, it's one of those things that we were having this, we were probably listening to ta- t- Taylor Swift being like, whatever are those fucking red flowers that everyone had during Christmas? And that was Abby's response. She was like, they're killing dogs, so they don't have them anymore. For sure, for sure. <laughs> oh, goodness, this is so stupid. Um, But I feel comfortable asking this. How do you feel about visiting cemeteries on vacation? I feel great about visiting cemeteries all the time. Um, I used to, when I lived in Brooklyn, I lived around the corner from Greenwood Cemetery, which is massive and it's full of just like some really, really beautiful landscaping. Uh, There are over 8,000 trees within its limits. Um, There are ponds and frogs and herons and fish and uh, there's like a cool koi pond and a colony of green monk parakeets. Uh, And the opening facade is gigantic and it sort of looks like Hogwarts. It's like brown spires that are so tall. Um, Anyway, my, what was I trying to say? Oh, that when I lived around the corner from it, I went there, like I walked through it all the like you know every day basically it was uh a wonderful place to be you don't think they mind right let's hope not because ryan and i go to all of them everywhere that's why we ask and oh well buckle up i just learned after after living here for three years and being like damn there sure are a lot of headstones fucking everywhere there's like you go to like the mom and pop ice cream shop and it's like cool here's the parking lot and here's a bunch of <laughs> headstones next so in maine you can bury someone like in your backyard you can bury people on your property so it's like they're like graveyards cemeteries there are no boundaries <laughs> the world is your cemetery here in maine they're saving a lot of money it costs so much money to bury someone it's so fucked it's so fucked up it's so fucked up i would bury them in my yard too i'd be like i'm sorry you are not worth it i dug this hole the yeah the the state of the um funeral industry in our country is it shouldn't cost that much to die shouldn't cost that much to die it shouldn't or live or to go to the doctor (laughs) or to go to the doctor um i also don't think that like it's really the best idea for us to put millions of like lacquered wood boxes filled with like synthetic fabric into the ground over and over and over and over and over and over again um while i'm convincing you to do stuff um consider if you will (laughs) Have you heard of the uh, the infinity suit? Is this the mushrooms? Yeah. I want to be mushrooms. I want to be mushrooms too. That seems like the most reasonable course. It does. Action. Ryan, you look like you do not know what this is. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not up on my mushroom engulfing body berry thing. Okay. There is, um, I think that it was created in Japan and it, is being piloted i think in the uk i could be my wires could be crossed but basically it's a suit that is like a organic cotton bodysuit that is uh stitched through with veins of spores from mushrooms that are specifically good at breaking down the human body um so they sort of like move decomposition along and like make the human body do what it is meant to do 
when it is done being alive, which is to like return to the earth, nourish the earth. La, 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 la. Um, I feel like it just seems like what a great idea. <laughs> Where do you put the body while that's happening? Because I'm assuming it takes a like, more than like a half an hour. Yeah, yeah it does take slightly longer than <laughs> an hour. Yeah, the body goes in the ground. Um, so, so you do still need you just do you still need some soil, some earth. Okay, so you still need the plot, but uh, much less waste, much less um, horrifying man-made materials going into the ground. Um, yeah, that's. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we like zip along on that uh, progress-wise, and it is a viable option by the time I'm ready to die. The first person to be buried in the suit was in 2016. Tell me it was someone where, with, where, like, where? yeah, tell me about this human. Okay, it's not confirming this, but it's very possible that's what happened with Luke Perry. Oh. Good for him. And it's only $1,500. A bargain. It is, because it's like $5,000 just to get a plot. I'm into this. It was a 63-year-old carpenter. Nice. And he wanted an eco-friendly, unconventional burial. But it doesn't say what happened. It's none of our business. <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, is someone eating the mushrooms? Like, where'd he go? <laughs> They're on your chicken marsala. <laughs> Boom. I don't know how we follow that up. Where's the weirdest place you've ever heard your music? I'm trying to remember if I actually experienced this or if I just if like people told me about it. Um, but there was a while where you know how like different retail stores, I don't know what they do now, but they used to like chains would have like, okay, you have like a five CD changer <laughs> hooked up to your PA. And they would have like mix CDs that basically were like curated by companies who were like, we make we curate shopping music. So I, I had a song that was like, regularly spun in victoria's secret Ooh. for like a weird uh late uh to like 2007 to 2011 or something and you went in there and you're like high-fiving you're like this is me yeah 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 i'm, I'm always high-fiving people in victoria's secret but this time i had like a really <laughs> cool reason. that's not that's not creepy at all i do it too and it's like it's totally acceptable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like nice purchase you're on their way out. Yeah. What'd you get? <laughs> so dumb. Uh, okay. We have a couple more things. One, do you follow us on Instagram? No. Please do. Yes. Where Wermst is it? Is the just bothering the band? Everyone follow bothering the band. Also follow Jenny Owen Youngs. It's all one word. No BS. Don't put the S in between the N and the Y. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Hurts my feelings. So you have the Buffy pod. You have a Veronica Mars pod, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and you also have a Two and a Half Men pod. You have, uh, I'm just totally kidding. It'd be great. Can we start a Two and a Half Men? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of it. That was the when I was thinking of sh the shittiest shows. That's the show I thought of. <laughs> uh alas no no is you and a half men pod um my my buffy 
my buffering the vampire slayer co-host and i now also are uh covering the x-files that we we moved into a different uh 90s genre show um uh, but since we are divorced from each other our podcast is called the x-files oh that's fun uh yeah yeah just just potting the day away that's great i have to ask there's two questions that i have to ask i'm sorry this is for abby and i feel like she's gonna know the answer the legit answer to this why do some towns have water towers and some towns don't is it because some towns have reservoirs and some towns don't don't ask we really don't know we are hoping you knew <laughs> I'm curious i'm gonna look into this like on my own time because it feels like it could be a meandering yeah suit to try to track down next time we have you on the pod you're like i looked into the and you have this whole diatribe about yes. why some do and some don't yeah, and, and i'll be ready to convince you which is correct and like whether you need to move to a town that has x y or z yeah. Well, some towns, that's where they bury their people in the water. It's like the Soylent Green. Mm, delicious. Shout out. I mean, uh, bad and wrong. <laughs> yes. And then also, let's say, just walk with me here. You're taking a shower. You turn off the shower, but the little chub check tab thing is still up. Do you always push it down? Yeah, you got to push that down. Always, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. You're a dick if you don't. I'm just saying there's nothing worse than being the next person going to take a shower and you're still dressed and you're like leaning in to turn it on. And now you get all the way in when you turn on the shower, right? I do. Yeah, I just stand there and I go, please don't be the... Okay. (laughs) Chilling. Uh, But there's also the like, Sometimes there's water that like still needs to be released from the fall. It just feels like it's like, and I'm finishing, I'm like closing the circle, you know, just like push the thingy down. Also like, like sensory, like beep. Yeah. Very satisfying. Thank you for answering our dumb questions. That's my pleasure. Okay. Um, what's congrats on the new album. It's great. We love it. We have other questions about it. We didn't get to them. Um, it's a fucking fantastic album, Avalanche. Uh, it's great. And what song of yours should we end this episode with? What a great question. Uh, it also doesn't have to be from that album. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I would say. Okay, I would say, because of some of the stuff that we talked about, um, death, dying, burial, uh, opening your heart to Limp Bizkit and Buffy the Vampire Slayer quick before you die, uh, and all of that stuff, um, I would recommend that you end this podcast with a song from Avalanche, which is called It's Later Than You Think, because it's a song that I wrote uh, with my friend Peter Silberman of The Antlers uh, to remind ourselves to maybe just stop looking at our phones and stop worrying about things that won't matter if we die tomorrow and uh remember to be as present as possible with the people and things that really do matter to us uh 
because you know we're all just hurtling towards the <laughs> somehow i just i just wrapped up uh some tour dates for this record and the my main the like keystone of my stage banter just really devolved into we are all hurtling towards the grave and therefore dot 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 and um it is it's good uh, it's a good supporting argument for a lot of things but especially for putting your phone away and getting your wife a towel when she needs one you know wow it's it, i mean yes we identify with that 100 have you been reading like stoic or existential philosophy lately because that's spot on and i have so i try not to think about every time i put my daughter to sleep i'm like i might die tomorrow because it's terrifying but I, the sentiment is 100% appreciated. I think, well, I haven't read a book in as long as I remember because I have a baby. Yeah. And nothing is right anymore. Um, You'll get back to it. It opens up. I think having him come into our lives is the thing that has made me certain that death is actually not just a possibility, but actually an inevitability, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I was a baby once, which is when I look at him, absolutely unfathomable. Wild. Just like so messed up. I'm like, I was this, everyone I know, the person who cut me off earlier was a baby and was like a sweet little innocent. No, like a dick baby driving a, <laughs> he's like, goo goo gaga. No, no, who hurt you? Who made who you hurt you? Like that? They took away his what's that little red and yellow plastic car that all the kids have <laughs> yeah what are those called? somebody took that away from him too young and now he's a bad driver i i think i think having babies is good um <laughs> i think it's good in general but i think it's really been like it's really heightened my willingness to or like the a sort of need you know or like it just like it recontextualizes everything and everyone you know in terms of like interpersonal relationships and also just like interactions in the world i'm just always thinking about how people who are dicks were a baby, <laughs> were a baby once and like and i mean i think like the the reasoning could follow like like a somebody who cut you off like could be having a really bad day, could be having a really frustrating day, could have just gotten really bad news, could be rushing to the hospital because their wife is, is in the passenger seat and about to give birth to yet another baby <laughs> into the world. Um, so what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to remind Abby that when she's experiencing road rage, um, I'm like, they were babies. And then I'll probably be mad at you too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get involved in whatever's going on here. Jenny, what's next for you, professionally speaking? But also whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in January, I'm going to the UK and Dublin to support the milk carton kids. I'm really excited about that. Uh, trying to finish up this book, keep making podcasts, maybe start thinking about making another Jenny record some some point I'm, I'm starting to think about my my life like two years and like what's going to happen for the next 24 months um and how am I slotting it in I'm also working on a uh scripted science fiction podcast that I'm hoping will like see the light of day sometime in the next 12 to 24 months um yeah and then just like chilling with the baby you of course know? of course 
Well, anytime you want to promote any of that, even chilling with the baby, please, we would love to have you back. That's this the thing I'd most like to promote because I'd love for more people to chill with babies because I think yeah, it's, it's the best. It's like so humbling <laughs> and also so fun. Yeah, it really puts your patience to the test. Um, but it it also puts the, you know the like you were saying, it makes you see the world a little bit differently and better. Um, this has been so much fun. I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's been a real delight. Uh, for real, thank you so much. The new record is so great. I love that song you chose. I also love Everglades. I'm right by the Everglades. I played it for my daughter um, because we it's a, it's a thing. We listen to music in the car when we drive. Uh, so thank you for making me look cool. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing my song with your daughter. Very she's cool. she's very open to it she so she was like that's cool you're interviewing her tonight and i was like yeah and that was it it's it's hard to impress she doesn't give a shit amazing so i think subconsciously she's like yeah that's cool huh? yeah, yeah. One, one day maybe she'll think it's cool no i definitely think she thinks it's Pretty cool. But thank you so much. Go to go be with your family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will let you know when this comes out and tag you and all the shit. And we're rooting for you. We love your music. I mean, for real. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Got a memory to amputate, taking for the Nova
back up, it's later than you think.